0: You're listening to a Big Finish production, Romana!
1: Narvin, Agent Eris. This had better be important.
2: A murder. Zone 6. One of the Chancery Guardsman. Commander Jevon.
1: Jevon? But why didn't he regenerate?
3: This is the Big Finish podcast launched on the 24th of March 2019.
0: Well, what an audio bucket of fun we have sloshing about for you in this week's podcast. It is, it's all all here
3: in front of me. Uh, I'm Benji Clifford. And I'm Nick Briggs. And together, we love stories, just like all the other people at Big Finish do, and hopefully you do too. We've got loads of Doctor Who, Torchwood, The Avengers, The Prisoner, Leaks, Seven Classic, H.G. Wells dramatisations. We won an award for one recently. (laughs) Just loads of brilliant stuff. we put our heart and soul into it. And hopefully you can feel our love for it. Or maybe that's just some kind of buzzing in your ear.
0: In this podcast, we're going to give you the latest news about our audio releases. And then we'll follow that up with a tease of one of our audiobooks, Bernice
3: Summerfield, The Doomsday Manuscript. And if you're new to us and you're just listening on Spotify or something for the first time, Bernice Summerfield. Well, that's the thing, that's the wonderful thing, uh, created by Paul Cornell, a writer of some great note. Uh, it's the first thing we ever did. You know, he created this character, Bernice Summerfield, for the Seventh Doctor to have a companion in the Virgin um, Doctor Who novels. And then when the license for the Virgin Doctor Who novels went away and went back to the BBC, Virgin carried on with Bernice Summerfield. And when we initially couldn't get the license for Doctor Who, we got a license to do Bernice Summerfield. So Bernice Summerfield, or Benny, is the, um, you know, really the first lady of Big Finish. That's, and that's how Big Finish started. So we continue to do audio books and audio drama based on her adventures
0: very much so and you know it's one of those things it's a legendary uh, thing at big finish if you go to events you'll still find people dressing up as benny and doing all, all kinds of tomfoolery and i've even had cake on benny's birthday before which oh. is rather nice benny played by the fantastic lisa bowerman
2: yeah.
0: Uh, and after that tease that we'll be giving you, we'll tickle you further with our randomoid selectortron, <laughs> in which we randomly select a release from our archive and give
3: you a twenty-five percent discount on it. I know, I know then it'll be time for our regular drama teasing slot in which we find out just what's going on with gallifrey the doctor's home planet during the dreaded time war featuring the doctor's companion romana as played by lalla ward and Ramana. our very popular <laughs> time lord character narvin played by the really lovely sean Carlson, who looks a bit like stanley baker we think but you also, know. you know,
0: another another big finish legend, really. There, you know, Narvin. Yeah. Absolutely, You've met him, haven't you? I have met him. Yeah, I met him at the big finish Christmas parties. I have. <sighs> totally
3: wonderful chap. A really nice man. Lovely bloke. Loving to bits and of course he has been uh, a guest on this podcast a number of times in fact we did an interview with him that was so long we had to run it over two issues <laughs> stop don't move before we can go any further let's have a quick email from sam hoskins sam says afternoon Hello. Mm. I hope it is the afternoon when you're listening Otherwise it'll just blow your mind It is the afternoon here, so we're fine I've not emailed before, although I'm sure I will do more in the future Sounds like a threat, Sam Uh, But as a regular listener to your podcast I would have to agree with the person whose email you read in the latest edition I also miss the format of the podcast and would love to see a return to it Or at least more emails being read out in general. Well, there you go. I'm doing it now. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I don't listen to the drama tease as I find it reduces how excited I am for the new drama if I've already heard some of it, which means for me the podcast feels significantly shorter, each to Mm. their own. A lot of people decide to buy something because they've heard the drama tease. That's why we put it in, really so there Uh, but i do see your point and and it's there for you to press stop if you don't i mean there's something there's always something amazing afterwards so i'm surprised you don't listen to the end However, I totally appreciate the amount of work that it would require from you. I would not want to hear anyone else presenting it as you two are fantastic and clearly have great chemistry. So um, if this is the price we have to pay, so be it. Thanks for reading, Sam. I feel bad now, Sam. You are really being really nice to me and I I think I was being a bit sarcastic. Sorry about that. Um, Okay. Well, you know, we're trying to put a bit more back in without it being too... um, Workload heavy. I so hopefully you by that. now you,
0: you'll be you'll be realizing there are a few little throwbacks to that the good old days.
3: Yeah, he says get Outlook for Android, and my answer is no. I don't have an Android. I
0: don't even know a woman called Android. And if I did, well, <laughs> what? I, I, I don't know. Say hello. Say nice to meet you. Heard a lot Take about out you. for a
3: cup of coffee. Or something.
0: Yeah, maybe a curry. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, um, well, yeah. I'll see if I can get that number. Well, thank you very much. Well, righto, I suppose it's time now for the Big finished News. Coming up, Bernice Summerfield, The Gods of the Underworld, Dark Shadows, Bloodline, Doctor Who, Ravenous 3, Doctor Who, Short Trips, Year of the Drex Olympics, Doctor Who, The Monsters of
3: Gokroth. And we're looking at what's coming out in April 2019, which is frighteningly soon. But first, don't forget about Big Finish Day 2019. We'll be celebrating our 20th anniversary in style at Quad in Derby on June the 22nd. Yeah, this year, obviously, because it's Big Finish Day 2019. Our top line guests are Peter Davison, the fifth Doctor, Georgia Tennant, Jenny, the Doctor's daughter, and Jessica Martin, who played Mags in the seventh Doctor story, the greatest show in the galaxy, and has returned to Big Finish to travel alongside the doctor and ace very exciting more guests to be announced soon but i can tell you that benji and i are going aren't mm-hmm. we yes. yes we are we're going now no no we, we'll be going. we're probably going in a van again aren't we let's face it <laughs> the old the old classic us in the van and what was it uh, something bilingo citron bilingo C- citron bilingo yeah uh, brand uh, new other- on it brand new straight from the factory apparently that was nick going let me check the brakes tapping
0: the brakes with with almost no force at all the car buckling to a, a halt throwing us through the windscreen wasn't it i nearly smashed my
3: nose into the windscreen
0: and then, and then we spent the rest of the adventure was it listening to um the soundtrack to the ipcrest file <laughs> no not the ipcrest file no, billion dollar
3: brain wasn't it oh yes yes oh. Skidoo is my favourite um, track. Anyway, and uh, so too is David Richardson, he's going. So, can things ever get better than that, eh? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Uh, so, beneath
0: Summerfield and the Gods of the Underworld, Lisa Bauman reads this much-loved novel by Stephen Cole. There's a whisper going round that the long-lost temple of the Argian gods of the Underworld has finally been discovered on the planet Vendel. Venedel, Vendel? Vendel. There's a still quieter whisper that deep inside lies the Argean Oracle, an ancient artefact that can pinpoint the whereabouts of any soul in the universe.
4: Why? Irving Braxiatel steepled his fingers and smiled at Benny from behind the polished mahogany of his writing desk. Are you asking why the Argeans should build their temple so far from their own world? He said smoothly or why the Earthling Federation would wish its discovery kept secret. I mean, why are you telling me about it with that manic gleam in your eyes? Benny retorted. You're exhausting me just by looking at me. Raxiatel smiled again in that way that was, luckily for him, as endearing as it was smug. First things first, he said, tapping his long, angular nose and rising from his chair. He strode almost merrily across the study to an alcove in the marble wall that housed an imposing statue of a Leviathan graf in full ceremonial armor, one of many in the room. Tall and elegant in his dark suit, Raxiatel reminded Benny a little of a pallbearer, judging by that knowing, thin-lipped smile seemingly stuck to his long, pale face, a pallbearer indecently delighted to have recently dispensed with a weighty charge— In contrast, she reflected, she wasn't quite dressed for a funeral. In fact, she wasn't quite dressed full stop. She looked down at her blue cotton pajamas and scruffy white plimsolls and ran a hand through her short, dark hair, made spiky by restless sleep. Joseph, her digital would-be organizing assistant, had woken her at midday as requested the night before. But since she'd only finished drinking at about nine o'clock that morning, she hadn't quite had the lion in she'd envisaged. The last thing she needed was Braxiatel summoning her so early in the afternoon. "Uh, "'So the other questions don't trouble you?' he asked innocently.
3: Dark Shadows, Bloodline, Volume 1. Ah, Dark Shadows. Collinsville, an isolated fishing village on the main coast.' At its center lies the ominous Collinswood Mansion, home of the wealthy Collins family. Those who dare to live at Collinwood find themselves the victims of ghosts, witchcraft, and the supernatural as they fight the specter of vampirism that curses the Collins family name across the centuries. With the head of a fly and the body of a man. Uh, Bloodline is written by Alan Flanagan, Will Howells, Aaron Lamont, and Rob Morris features the return of the cursed Collins family, those that survived the events of Bloodlust, which was a couple of years ago. As family and friends gather at the Collinwood estate for the wedding of David Collins and Amy Jennings, a new mystery starts to unfold. (coughs) Not to be confused with David Collings, who uh, was in Mordrin Undead and Robots of Death. Doctor Who stories. Anyway, here's the trailer for Bloodline, Volume 1.
1: Coming soon from Big Finish Productions.
5: Amy Jennings. David? Amy, will you marry me?
1: David? thought you'd never ask. Dark Shadows.
4: Bloodline. Ooh,
0: chilling stuff there from the Dark Shadows gang. Well, we move to Doctor Who land with Ravenous Three. Arsenal Mill Benji you know all about that don't you I certainly do I've been working on the sound for this one it's a cracking four part box set and it features the Doctor River Song Charlotte Pollard Bliss Livchenka Helen Sinclair The Eleven The Nine oh, they're so the jamie the jamie, jamie who knows jamie could be in it anybody could be in it um it's a really awesome uh, box set there's so much going on there uh, if you've listened to ravenous one and two you'll know that things ain't looking so good for the doctor and the gang so uh check it out you might be in for a, a few surprises and here's the trailer
3: coming soon from big finish productions Doctor Who, The Eighth Doctor Adventures, Ravenous, Volume 3.
6: Am I right in thinking you're friends of the Doctor? The Doctor? You know the Doctor? Do I ever. And you, oh, must be bliss. Uh, How do you know my name? who's talking about
4: your name?
7: Isn't it amazing? A world where fairy tales come true. Live and Helen.
4: Just when I thought the day was going badly. It gets worse.
7: Magic mirror on the wall.
8: Who is the sanest of them all? Are you? planning something.
6: One thing you should learn, never back me into a corner. I always come out fighting.
1: We've got a plan. A stupid plan. An impossible plan. A doctor plan. We should hurry
8: before my past unravels completely.
1: Oh, I don't know. You sure you don't fancy the scenic route?
0: There's something going on here beyond normal perception. Something that's spooking
3: me. We want you. We can taste you. Big finish. We love stories. Doctor Who short trips, the year of the Drex Olympics. You see, there was a thing written by Nigel Neal called the year of the Sex Olympics, wasn't it? <laughs> mm, anyway, uh, all the doctor wanted to do on Venus was learn their Aikido. But as ever, his plans have gone awry. The TARDIS has been stolen to be a prize in the Venusian Olympics. The doctor is furious not only at the theft, but also that it is the third place prize. Jamie and Victoria compete to win the TARDIS back, but soon find themselves winning every event the TARDIS crew normally win. But this time, it might cost them everything. That's a heavy price, isn't it? Everything.
8: Yeah.
0: It's not like a tenner. It's like everything. everything. Everything, you know. It's by Paul Ebbs, performed by Fraser Hines, and here is an excerpt.
8: Jamie, the doctor chided. That's no way to speak to Fin um, Did you leave your manners back at the TARDIS? ''That's just it, Doctor!'' But before Jamie could finish his sentence, Finfaloflix was shouldering Jamie aside, ruffling the Doctor's hair twice as vigorously and saying, ''The biofuelator could be the saviour of our fair city, Doctor. It is so kind of you to offer us the technology free of charge.'' ''Yes, well, (laughs) about that free of charge bit,'' the Doctor began. But Jamie skipped round and was approaching the Doctor from upstage. ''Doctor, it's the TARDIS!'' The doctor ducked below Finfaloflix's ruffling fingers, his lined face crumpling like he'd ripped open an unwelcome bill. J- Jamie, I'm just about to ask Finfaloflix here if she can have a word about vacancies in the Aikido school. Doctor, the TARDIS, it's gone.
3: The doctor did a quintuple take. Gone? Well, what do you mean, Gone. And finally, to the Doctor Who main monthly adventures in April, returning to the Seventh Doctor for a new trilogy of exciting adventures, adventures, adventures. The people of Gokroth live in fear of the monsters in the forest. The monsters (laughs) in the forest. (laughs) Creatures with scales and fur and teeth and claws. But worse than these, perhaps, is the strange Doctor who does unspeakable, unholy work in the high castle on the mountain a doctor who's about to receive a visit from an off-wilder. Mags, formerly of the Psychic Circus, or the Psychic Circus, if you don't know how to pronounce it, a native of the planet Volpana, with a monstrous secret of her own. Mm. It's written by Matt Fitton or Fatoon, as I like to call him, uh, directed by... uh, I don't like to call him that. I don't know why I'm saying that. It's just (laughs) late in the afternoon. I'm going slightly bonkers. It's directed by Sam Clemens, or Sam Clemens, and features Jessica Martin returning to the role of Mags. Here's the trailer. Coming soon from Big Finish Productions. Doctor Who. This is the
1: world of Godcroft. We live as prisoners of fear. We are asking that someone...
7: Anyone who hears this might have mercy who come to set us free. Monsters of Gokroth. <laughs> Max, now it's curfew, you have to get inside.
6: I don't have
1: to do anything. I know, this is no good. Everyone huddled in the village hall like animals, but people don't feel safe
4: in their own beds. <laughs> This is for your own good.
7: Who are you? Just a visitor. Passing through. Another stranger.
6: I well, suppose I must be.
2: Stay back! I'll try and help
1: you. And the others. The ones in the forest. Give them back what they've lost.
8: Resher, on the gate. He says there was a stranger asking for you late last night. What? He came to answer the call. He came from the stars. Who's down there? You almost shot the son of your head, woman. You'll be off a Christmas card list if you fire
3: again. Uh, my name is Baron. Uh, you have a problem with monsters, and I am quite the expert. Doctor! They're probably
7: much more scared of us than we are of them. I don't think that's actually true. Doctor! Doctor!
3: Big Finish. We love stories.
2: I'm just not sure. It's part of me, after all. Then you need to decide if you can
8: live with that.
0: And About Time too, as well. I love The Greatest Show in the Galaxy the um, as a Doctor the Who galaxy. story. is absolute cracker. So awesome to see Jessica Martin returning as mags. And there you have it, the news. Perfectly formed, mm. rather exciting, and full of audio goodness. What more could you want from a podcast? Well, answers... On an email to podcast at bigfinish.com. Podcast at b-g
3: that's all folks. Coming up the Random Boy Selectrotron on our 15-minute drama tease of Gannafrey Time War 2. But before that Another tease. Here
0: is a taster of our latest Bernie Summerfield audiobook, The Doomsday
3: Manuscript. Bernie Summerfield is an archaeologist from the future, don't you know? She's amazing. She, she's amazing. She, she, she is. She she is. She is. She's completely amazing. She is, yeah, yeah. She knows Doctor Who, all right. Y- yeah, she, she does, She gets yeah. into all sorts of scrapes. All sorts of scrapes, yeah. Plasters on her knee. That's all. All on her knees, yeah, uh, yes. Yes, yes. Coats for goalposts. Um, yeah. Here, Bernice, or Benny as she's known, finds herself drawn into a web of mystery and intrigue that starts with death and gets more serious at
4: every stage. Professor Bernie Summerfield and the Doomsday Manuscript. Written by Justin Richards. Narrated by Lisa Bowerman Chapter 1 Matinee Performance His credentials were as false as his hand. His invitation card gave his name as Dr. Josiah Vanderbilt, and he looked more like 37 than 87, which was fine, because a carefully placed scuff mark made the 8 look like a 3, and the data integrity was equally smudged. Welcome to the Braxiatel Collection, he murmured to himself as he folded the thin brochure and returned it to his inside jacket pocket. For the sake of appearance, rather than out of interest, he did indeed spare a glance at the view from the huge picture window opposite the reception desk. It was certainly as impressive as the brochure suggested. It left him cold. He had seen so many things. Ahead of him, The queue of about a dozen passengers from the shuttle was passing through the security gate. He could see, each in turn, struggling to understand the printed instructions, then sliding the small plastic security clearance disc that came with their invitation into a reader set into the side of the gate. People further down the queue were craning to see what those at the front were doing. "'Welcome to Braxiatel, Dr. Vanderbilt,' flashed up on the gate's small display screen when he slid in his disc. He allowed himself the slightest exhalation of relief as the gate opened for him, and then he went through. It's quite a privilege, you know, an elderly woman with a thin face and pale blue hair told him as he emerged into the sunlight. Most of the other passengers Vanderbilt saw were heading towards the flyer that squatted lazily on its landing pad. He did not answer the woman. And she kept walking, still talking, oblivious to the fact that he had stopped. I'm looking forward to the fireworks most, I think. Her voice floated back to him, shrill on the still air. And meeting Irving Braxiatel himself, of course. I hear that, oh, she broke off, realizing at last that she was alone. He stifled his smile and looked away, pretending he had not heard, feigning indifference. On the back of the leaflet was a small map of the grounds, He had memorized it at a glance, and now he set off through the ornamental gardens towards the hamlet. Across the sea of low hedges and flowering shrubs, he could see the square magnificence of the mansion house, Braxiatel's residence, and the hub of the collection. It was exactly as he had imagined from the briefing and the brochure, only far bigger. One side of it was covered with a spider's web of scaffolding. Within the web, he could see that several of the windows were gaping holes, the stonework and balustrades unfinished. The grounds also seemed to be a mixture of the completed and the unfinished. They too seemed more extensive than he had anticipated. He knew within a tenth of a kilometre the circumference of the small planet. Yet the walk seemed to take longer than he had imagined. And despite his indifference, despite the terrible things he had seen in the course of his career, He found himself slowly but surely drawn into the splendour of the place. By the time he started down the avenue of fountains, he was actually enjoying the walk. His head was clear, the air was cool and fresh, the views were inspiring, and for the first time in years, he felt at one with his world. With a mixture of shock, surprise, and amusement, he found that he was humming quietly. Vanderbilt paused for a moment, perhaps halfway down the avenue, and turned to look back at the mansion house behind him. Whatever else he might have done, he thought, Braxia had got this right. It was impossible now not to feel caught up in the splendor and serenity of the place. Turning back, he could make out the low form of the great Trianon ahead of him, at the end of the wide avenue. The stone and marble of the frontage caught the enhanced light of the sun, and he raised a hand to shield his eyes.
0: And so now, just before we plunge headlong towards the home planet of the Time Lords for Gallifrey, Time War 2, a 15-minute drama tease, let's activate good old random the randomoid selector truck. OK, what have we got? All right, I can tell you exactly what we've got. We've got... Two hundred and twelve, a vampire of the mind, part one. Although this is free, it's a free download. So, like, maybe... well,
3: let's do vampire of the mind, not just vampire yeah, of the mind, part one. This is a Colin Baker story from the main range, which features uh, Alex McQueen as the master. It certainly does. Yeah, there's a lot of death, deception, and dastardliness. This is Doctor Who at its darkest and it's delightful, says said the Gallifrey Archive. Oh yeah, this story is very clever in that it ties so much of the Master's history with the Doctor into the Master's future with the Doctor and yet you could totally enjoy this story without knowing any of it, Mm, which makes this tale one of the best possible scenarios for a new listener coming into uh, a story involving these two. Here you go. Well and
0: for those who perhaps are are new to big finish or haven't listened to a great deal of our audio dramas this has got something quite special in it because um we've actually got a new incarnation of the master here played by alex mcqueen mm. and uh, the feedback for that so many people absolutely love his performance as the master and if you've oh, not checked good. it out i would highly recommend you do so because you're in for an absolute
3: treat Very good. Now, to get 25% off this release, Mm -hmm. all you have to do is go to bigfinish.com forward slash offers forward slash V for Vendetta or Velcro or whatever you like, but definitely the letter V /v forward slash randomoid and enter the code buck up all capital letters, no spaces, no little blobs of ink, food or clods of earth, just pure letters flapping in the breeze. Another way of doing it is in the main text on the bigfinish.com homepage where it mentions the randomoid selectron, there's the word here underlined. It says, click here, and then you'll go straight to it, and you don't have to enter that URL. So there you go.
0: There you go. Magic stuff there. Thank you very much, Nick, for that one, and go for it. So now, Gallifrey, Time War, Volume 2.
2: This is the way the world ends. Soldiers in the streets... Aerial drones keeping watch on those below. A people, an ancient race, frightened for its very existence. A civilization crumbling from within. Something ancient has returned, and its voice echoes through the citadel like a cloister bell. Rassilon reborn. Lord, president, eternal. Ramana, accused of treason by her rivals, but allegiances shift around us like the sands of a vast desert. In the corridors of power, we gaze upon the ground as if in endless shame, knowing we have done a great evil. This is the way the world ends.
8: And when exactly did this evidence come to light?
6: The full recording was delivered to my office only this morning, Your Eminence.
0: I see. And would you agree that it casts a different light on Lady Romana's negotiations with the Daleks?
6: It does. Those negotiations were still a breach of protocol, but one that I believe was done with the best interest of Gallifrey in her hearts.
8: Hmm. The Inquisition has no further questions, Prime Minister. You are excused. Thank you, Your Eminence. Lord President Eternal, you have heard all of the witness testimony and you have studied all of the evidence. I have. Then it becomes me
5: only to ask for
8: your verdict.
5: These are dark days indeed, Cardinal Mantis. Little could I have imagined in my centuries of dreamless sleep that I would live again to see my people, our people, sunk so low. Our destiny was to maintain order in the universe, not to crawl around in its sewers, warring against mechanized vermin and squabbling amongst ourselves like children. I hereby acquit Lady Romana Advaratrolunda of all charges and reinstate her as coordinator of the Celestial Intervention Agency. Uh, But before we conclude this hearing, I have an announcement to make. It has become clear to me since my resurrection that many worlds which have benefited across time from our wisdom and our benevolence have turned their backs on us in our time of need. This cannot and will not stand. From this day forth, all worlds that do not declare themselves allies of Gallifrey are enemies of Gallifrey. As such, They should be invaded and used strategically at our will, using any and all means necessary. Furthermore, it would appear there is a degree of discord within our great civilization. Not only discord, but dissent and insubordination. In a time of peace, this might be tolerated, but we are at war. There will be a vote tomorrow on the creation of a new internal security agency. Cardinal Mantis will send you my recommendations. That is all. Romana! Romana!
2: What exactly just happened? Weren't you listening? You're in the clear. Acquitted of all charges. And you've got your old job back. Which, I suppose, means I'm back to being your... Deputy, but still.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I think I need to sit down. Why would Livia do that? What do you mean? Well, I mean, it was almost certainly she and Trave who doctored that recording. Without it, Valerian might not have been elected, and without him being elected, Rassilon would still be in his tomb. Well, that's true. So why would she provide the evidence to exonerate me? And why now?
9: Prime Minister? Prime Minister!
6: Oh, General. Sorry. Still getting used to my new title.
9: What was that all about? I'm sorry. The recording, exonerating Romana. Well, it
6: seemed the decent thing to do.
9: Have you forgotten that she attempted to sabotage everything?
6: Of course not. Then why? Because the last thing Gallifrey needs right now is further disruption. We need a sense of continuity.
9: So that's why you ditched all that stuff about legacy and took the Prime Minister job. The circumstances
6: changed. I changed with them.
9: What if Rassilon finds out
6: that we haven't been entirely honest with him? Well, I imagine he's preoccupied with far bigger things than backroom Skullduggery, don't you? I suppose. This internal security agency, for one.
9: You don't approve?
6: It was the first I'd heard of it. I haven't really had much time to form an opinion.
9: I think it's an excellent idea. We wanted this, remember? Rassilon is the only one who can lead us to victory. We must be loyal to him.
6: And I shall be. Now, was there anything else, General? Only I have a rather important meeting to attend, and...
9: That is all, Prime Minister.
6: Thank you.
7: This is Commander Jevon reporting back to Chancery Headquarters. TARDIS dock Zone 5, all clear. No incoming or outgoing traffic scheduled until 0400. Commencing to Zone 6. <laughs> what the. I... I d- <laughs> That's impossible. I... This is an unauthorised materialisation. Confirm your identity and serial number immediately. You have made an unauthorised materialisation. Confirm your identity and serial number immediately. This is Commander Jevon. I'm in Zone 6. An unregistered TARDIS has just materialised. The pilot, or pilots, are still inside. I'll investigate further, but I'm requesting backup. Out. If you can hear me, step out of the TARDIS with your hands up. If you don't, we are authorized to use lethal force and destroy your TARDIS with you inside it. So please. Step out of your TARDIS! Hello?
1: Arvin, Agent Eris, this had better be important.
2: A murder. Zone six. One of the Chancery Guards, Commander Jevon.
1: Jevon? But why didn't he regenerate?
2: The murder weapon seems to have been a Time Lord Staser. Set to kill without chance of regeneration. And the killer arrived in an unregistered TARDIS. I see. If it came from our future, that would fall under our jurisdiction, would it not? It would.
1: Who else knows about this?
2: I'd imagine everyone in the Citadel who isn't fast asleep.
1: Then we should go there immediately, before the War Council have a chance to muscle in. Come on.
2: A murder? Yes, Lord President.
5: Has the killer been apprehended? No,
2: Lord President. I believe the Celestial Intervention Agency are handling the investigation.
5: Lady Romana. Of course, Mantis, you do realise this may prove beneficial to our cause? It may? How so? We are in a time of crisis. And in times of crisis, emergency measures must be implemented. The unwritten rules can be ignored. The written rules can be rewritten.
1: Oh, it's terrible. Was the was there any kind of confrontation?
7: The first shot was fired from inside the TARDIS, ma'am. Hit the commander in his primary heart. The second shot was fired at point-blank range. As you can see, he didn't have a chance to return fire.
4: Coordinator.
1: (sighs) Castellan Bavari. I'm very sorry for your loss. Jevon was one of our best. I still can't believe this has happened. The TARDIS, you say it's unregistered? Yes, Coordinator. No serial number. My guards have begun their inspection. There are features that we don't recognize. We believe it may be from our future.
7: Good grief. Whoever did this could be attempting to change the course of the war. I fear you may be right. I need to inform the War Council. You'll
1: do no such thing. But, ma'am... Agent Harris, while you may be our liaison with them, you work for the Celestial Intervention Agency. When the time comes for us to liaise with them, I will authorise you to do so. In the meantime, we need to investigate this further. We need to carry out a full inspection of that TARDIS. I want every single bit of data downloaded from it and studied. We need bioscans, energy readings, everything.
2: Consider it done.
1: Ugh, this is going to be a long night.
9: Jevon. Can't say I know him, but then I was never in the Chancellery Guard.
6: Should we send someone there? A liaison? No,
9: Aladja, this is the agency's case. Romana is this close to towing the line. I wouldn't want to go wounding her ego unnecessarily. Agreed, sir. We'll debrief War Council Control first thing after daybreak. I'll be there. Good. And, Commander?
6: Yes, General? We need
9: to be careful in the language we use. This was a tragic, senseless death. Let's not use words like aggression or provocation, not till the facts are known.
6: Yes, General. Good night.
9: Good night, Aladra. Lights!
8: (gasps) Sit down. What?! But how did you get in here?! Sit. Down.
6: Ah, Romana good of
1: you to come at this unseemly hour. It's unlikely any of us will get much sleep tonight.
6: Tell me about it. Please, sit. So, tell me everything you know. At approximately 0200,
1: an unregistered TARDIS arrived in Zone 6. While approaching the TARDIS, Commander Jevon of the Chancellery Guard was shot and murdered. The pilot made their getaway, leaving the TARDIS behind. Hmm. So they're still in the Citadel? Ah, We can assume so,
6: yes. If they used a TARDIS and a stazer, that suggests it's a Time Lord... It does. So why?
1: We don't know. We're looking into the possibility that someone from our future is attempting to alter their past. Possibly to affect the outcome of
6: the war. But that would be more or less impossible, wouldn't it? The scale of the war, two temporal powers fighting one another... How could anyone change that? Well, with
1: sophisticated enough paradox stabilizers. Who knows? Well, just keep me informed on all the latest developments, yes? Of course. Thank you. Before I go, there was one thing I wanted to ask you. Yes? <sighs> it seems almost absurd, you and I, sitting together like this after everything that's happened. Why did you provide the council
6: with the unedited recording? Ah, I wondered if you would mention that. Well? I had nothing to gain by having you executed or exiled. Please don't assume I did it out of the kindness of my heart. (laughs) Not for
1: one moment. Will that be all? Actually, there is one other thing. Yes? I want full jurisdiction over this murder investigation. I don't want any War Council interference. I'll need your support for that.
6: Then you have it. Thank you.
3: You've been listening to a big finish production. Don't forget, which for some reason I've written as two words, for and get <laughs> to rate five out of five. All right, just a suggestion, a suggested mark for you. Five out of five sounds reasonable. Do you think? Do you think?
0: No, yeah, I think you know as mm. it goes.
3: And, you know. And review, review us if you want. Yeah, I well, think. Why you know, not subscribe? It's just an idea. Hmm. Uh, there's no right, really good reason not Isn't to, I, is there? Is there oh, well, I, I completely concur. From Big Finish Productions, The Third Doctor Adventures, Volume 5.
8: Some sort of interference completely blew the TARDIS communication
7: circuit. Twice. Oh, great <gasps> heavens. <laughs> Hello, Doctor. Doctor, are you in there? Doctor!
8: Doctor!
7: I do wish you'd pay just a little attention, Doctor. Well, I could
8: say the same about you. yeah uh, Doctor? Liz! Professor Liz Shaw! Good to
6: see you again. You too.
9: Hello? I can hear you! Can hear you all! <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, sorry about that. Open
8: fire! Keep firing! Keep firing!
3: All right, this is Brigadier Lethbridge-Stewart, I have resumed command. Abort this launch. I repeat, abort this launch.
7: Commander, planet Earth within broadcast
3: attack range. <laughs> Sorry, Private. I think I closed the door a little too quickly, then.
8: He probably think I'm off my head. You would be surprised what I believe, concrete.
1: You called them Primords.
8: From Primordial, I presume. So you saw the Primords? That's what we're calling them.
6: Stop it! You useless thing! Just stop it! I think we might need to broaden our definitions of what's possible. To think of all the money wasted feeding and
1: clothing these monsters every week.
6: I know what I heard.
8: I wish I could say the same. Like someone or something has stolen the entire street. It said, help me. They're coming. They're gonna kill us. Limey. Fire at will!
9: I keep saying it's for the greater good. For the good of the country, even, the but... The country?
8: <coughs> uh, there go my speakers.
3: Big Finish. We love stories.